Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, here we are, the beginning of December. I trust you had an enjoyable Thanksgiving gathering those of you who gathered with family and those of you who were gathering with strangers in church buildings or community halls i trust you took time to thank god for his mercies and the blessings he has given you in the past year as we begin this season we'll soon be thinking about the coming of the lord jesus into our world to be our savior and lord and as we look to him today in prayer let's expect great things from almighty god loving heavenly father we come in the name the matchless name the invincible name the saving name of jesus christ your beloved son our eternal savior we thank you that when the fullness of the time had come you sent your son to fulfill the prophecies that you Cause your servants to record over the centuries. Now today we are grateful that we anticipate this coming King, our Lord Jesus Christ. May our moments together bring glory to your name and blessing to your people. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Remember that Harvest International, which brings you this broadcast, and on whose website you can find these words of inspiration. Need your prayers, need your financial support as we send food and clothing and missionaries to different parts of the world. And right here in the United States of America, you can find out more about Harvest International at our website, harvestinternational.org, harvestinternational.org. And there on that website, you can also share, be a blessing to somebody who needs your help today. The last couple of weeks, we've been looking at a little epistle in the New Testament entitled Titus. It's Paul's letter to his Gentile believer who he had left in Crete. Now it is believe that Titus was a Grecian young man, whether he came from Greece proper or one of the outlying territories, but we know that he was there. Paul said, I left you there. Now, we don't have any account of the Apostle Paul preaching in Crete on the little island in the Mediterranean, but he said, I'm leaving you there. So evidently, he was there. And, you know, Titus, being so prominent in the ministry and dissemination of the gospel as a Greek, right there in that first century of Christianity, indicates that there are no barriers. Paul himself said this in Rome, writing to the people of Rome. 
He says that he had a responsibility. He says, I'm a Jew and I'm called first to the Jews, but also to the Greeks and any who live in our world. The Lord Jesus said that we should take the gospel to every creature and make disciples of all men. And Titus was one of those recipients of the good news and became a propagator of the good news. May I ask you, are you one of those? You know, I've been in churches or in groups of people where people will say, you know, I, I grew up in church. I've been a Christian since blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you ask yourself, where's the evidence? You see, driving a Mercury Marquis into the garage of a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW doesn't change it. There needs to be, in the heart and life of people, a radical change. Jesus Christ didn't come to reform the world. He came to redeem individuals in the world. Titus was one of those. In chapter 2, we read these words. For the grace of God that brings salvation to all people has been revealed, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom and righteousness and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing God's deeds. That's the message of Titus, chapter 2 in particular, but it includes the carrying forth of this activity in the power of the Holy Spirit, wrapped up in sound faith. Now, I know the word faith has become a commonplace word. The sense in which Paul writes about faith exceeds all of our human understanding, expectation, propositions. Faith in God's beloved Son. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, He or a person who comes to God must, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And he's talking about the burdens that we bear, the psychological burdens that we bear. The burdens that we put upon ourselves trying to keep up with the Joneses, whoever the Joneses are. The burden of trying to please another individual. God wants us to live our lives by faith in his sufficiency and on no account to let our faith be in anyone but his almighty Son in the power of his Holy Spirit. Sound faith must be in sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. That Jesus Christ came, lived sinlessly, died sacrificially, rose triumphantly, and is coming back again. I am a simple proclaimer of the magnificent message that God loves you. I'm not a theologian. 
I'm not even a preacher. I'm just a, an announcer of the good news that God loves you, that God loves you. That's sound doctrine, that Jesus Christ died to save you. That's sound doctrine, that Jesus Christ is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that our minds can comprehend. That's sound doctrine. And in this little letter to Titus, Paul underscores the importance of love, doing all this in love. He sent him back to go and straighten up things in the little, little assemblies that were popping up in the island of Crete and to appoint elders, leaders, instructed of God. And these leaders weren't chosen based on their intellectual or academic qualifications. They're, oh, that was fine as long as they had that, but that was not the primary uh, qualification to carry out the ministry and to lead the people of God. Oh, it's great to have a great IQ. It's good to know the original language in which the Bible was written. All of that is absolutely wonderful. But these men were to be of good character. Their, their, their lives must show uh, that they had been redeemed, rescued, and uh, sanctified by God's Holy Spirit. My friend, the truth of God is wrapped up in the Word of God and in the lives of those who have put their faith in Him. And Paul wanted Titus to pick out leaders who had character. And they pointed to their home life. It must be in order. It pointed to their public life. They had to be people of wisdom, people with a good balance. It pointed to their spiritual life. There had to be people with holy character. Oh, my friend, in this little epistle to Titus, we have another principle that is wonderfully presented in chapter 2. We have what I heard called, in fact, I read this, Sidlow Baxter called this the three tenses of our salvation. The past tense, the grace of God which bringeth salvation. That's in verse 11. In verse 12, we have the present tense of our salvation, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly, and so on. And then, the future tense is in verse 13. It says we are looking for the blessed hope of the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a hymn that we used to sing in the communion service, the breaking of bread, the remembrance feast. It says, backward look we drawn to Calvary, musing while we sing. Forward haste we to thy coming, Lord and King. Oh, my friend, let me urge you. If you are in a gathering that doesn't remember the Lord Jesus and the breaking of bread, they are not practicing sound doctrine. I thank God for the Plymouth brethren. Every Lord's Day they have a remembrance feast to point back to Calvary, to point forward to Jesus' coming. And this little epistle of Titus addresses all aspects of our redemption. Will you engage with God? In this present aspect, by godly living, let others see Jesus in me, Jesus in you. 
my friend, the world around us can't be fixed. And that's not our job. Our job is to rescue men from a dying world. It's a dark and desperate, cold and angry world. But Jesus came into those same circumstances and proclaimed the love of God and gave his life that we might be redeemed and become part of God's holy family. And my friend, I urge you, let the message of Titus sink into your heart. Sound faith, sound doctrine, sound love, and in patience exercise your responsibility of carrying out the good news with sound speech, tamed, trained, guided by God's Holy Spirit. May these moments that we spend together awaken your interest in reading this little book of Titus and make its message yours and then proclaim it by the grace of God. Speak it, demonstrate it, and propagate it. That's our challenge for the week ahead. May God bless you, bless you, bless you, abundantly. Amen. Just before we go, let me take this moment to remind you that these broadcasts are cared for by people like you. I know you have intended to send a little support in and maybe you're praying about the broadcast. Remember to send your gift in this week to Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Ed will repeat the address. Grab your pen, write it down. Let's hear from you. Bye now. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Come in. Come in.